What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Oblivious Games, the show that loves Returnal. This is episode 29, and I'm one of your hosts, Jay Johnson, and joining me as always is my co-host, LaQuinza Goobie Morgan. Hey, y'all. Glad to be back. Coming up on today's show, we talk about Destiny the Witch Queen, biggest expansion coming out of Destiny in a long-ass time. Also, the gaming industry is responding to the crisis in Ukraine. All that and more coming up on today's show. But you guys know how you do. First off, let's check in with my co-host, Scooby Goo. How's it going, big dog? Uh man, it's been going great. You know, just been out here, just chilling, you know. My baby out here saying dad, 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 you know, for the million time. <laughs> That's always fun. Um <laughs> uh, but you know, other than that, we just, you know, been taking in this destiny expansion. Um getting to a good point where I might be able to uh go back to seafood uh but you know other than that man it's been uh we've just been chilling chillaxing as they like to say so uh, what else is the young ava levante saying out here is, is it only dada she's saying mama what are the what are the what are her well, other words that she's she's spilling out out here in her in her see. early days mm, dada is the main one that's the one <laughs> and huh is the other one <laughs> huh I'm just like, oh Lord. <laughs> um, that's awesome. She's already yeah. uh taking in your bad habits. I appreciate yeah. it. The rest of it is just gibberish. So <laughs> that's cute, man. That's cute. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Jesse's lizard isn't speaking yet, but hopes are out that it will do something like that uh pretty soon. Um she's been having a good time with this little blue tongue skink out here. Uh so I you know, in response to your cool baby news, I give you the, uh, the Mrs. Cool Baby Lizard News. Is that is that a that's a fair? I trade, mean, right? it's almost you know it's about equivalent. You know, <laughs> they both eat, sleep, poop. You know, so you got to change them. So you know, it's basically the same thing. Lizards and children are you know one and the same. Well, essentially, right? I don't, I don't feel yeah. like Ava's burying herself under um, sediment or whatever the fuck is that stuff is inside of that tank. But you know, I'm, I mean, I, I don't watch. I'm you know, I don't see what she does all the time. You know, I don't know. You know? <laughs> That's fair. That's fair <laughs> points. <laughs> so yeah, man. So what you been playing? You you, you kind of uh, let us in right there, right there with the uh, with the Destiny uh, Witch Queen content. What do you think? I mean, this is you know we gotta we gotta handle this at the top of the show because this is pretty pretty big stuff in, in our world okay. right now. Uh, okay. I've been wanting to play some some Horizon. I've been wanting to play some uh, some uh, Grand Turismo Seven. But goddamn it, Witch Queen has been taking up my time. And it's Let's pretty go. fucking good. What you think? How, how good is it? How, how good is the Witch Queen out here? You know, man, it's it's as, it's as good as they say. You know, it's it's much. It's one of the best expansions I, I would say in in the uh, franchise's history, right? <clears throat> Especially from story cinematic perspective. Uh, even the raid is really good, you know. But then you always got people going, you know, talk about taking King or whatever. Blah blah blah. The best raid, yeah, it's the best raid if, you know, they renamed it to Stand on Plates, the raid. <laughs> yeah, it'd be the best raid then, you know. But people in the Destiny world, they always forget, right, the the content drought that Destiny had mm, mm. before the Taken King. It was seven months of nothingness. That's fair, um, that's fair. You know, so... But, you know, a lot of this stuff is tied to nostalgia, but I'm... I'm you know, say it's probably the second best. Oh uh, shit! Big yeah, talk. Okay, yeah, it's it's really good. You know, and a lot of a lot of lore come come to life in the, in this one, especially with raid balls and uh, all the stuff, the storytelling that they put in it in this time around. It's it's been really good. So I've, I've been enjoying it a lot. 
Let's fucking go. Yeah, it's always interesting the c- comparison with the Taken King. And I'm kind of like you. I mean, I less not completely. I don't hate the Taken King raid, but I don't raid that much anyway, so I don't really have a preference. But for me, it was never about the raid itself. It was more about the campaign content and then the um, the overall life improvements because of the ui change with taking king the the quest system I mean, we haven't they took that away from us after um you know rise of iron and the destiny 2 opening essentially they right. kind of took that whole questing system and checklist away from us and we never had that the same we've had it kind of the same but not exactly the same but that was my biggest takeaway from taking king but with all that being said i mean yeah the witch queen is that's just, it's just fucking dope i mean this this story about sabathun and and her rise to become the witch queen is like that's that's the beginning of the destiny lord so to finally be here and and finally get some more answers and kind of expanding that universe and as far as that opening tale of the book of sorrow goes like this is it's really cool shit i mean it's got me going back to the lore books like trying to read this shit and catching up and you know catching up with my name is bife and just really engulfing myself in what the world of destiny has to offer and shit is fucking dope out here Oh yeah, you know, especially coming from uh, Destiny One campaign. I don't know what that was. <laughs> to this Rest day, peace. I don't know what that was. But hey, you know, I came for the gameplay, but now people sticking around for the story. So I've done a full one eighty. Yeah, it's cool too because they have the you know the, the raid is always the big content at the end, but they've been putting a lot of stuff in this campaign that are that is raid like or raid light. You know the mechanics of moving things around or just you know the, the basic puzzle mechanics that right teamwork that Bungie, Bungie loves so much. Uh, yeah, it seeped its way into the the legendary campaign, and it's so funny, Goo, because we play that legendary campaign or that. Yeah, the campaign on legendary difficulty, right? And that shit was hard as hell. I need you to help a couple. You needed your help a couple times, but it was so funny coming back into the world after, and everything seemed super easy because that shit was kicking my teeth in for a hot little minute. Very true, but you know that that's what they wanted. Uh, I know they they put like a big emphasis on that. You know, before they like um, release it, it was like you know we don't want you to just steamroll the campaign. You know, we want to give you like give you a challenge. You know, that way you know you, we can put those as like weekly quest rewards and which I, I like the difficulty you know I, I think you know it definitely is um for the more hardcore player I, I think it's a definitely a, a good challenge for them yeah they killed it I mean Bungie is is known for that with their legendary difficulty for uh their old game Halo uh that's always been a big group effort and obviously this is a multiplayer game so having uh actually finally having a reason to group up in a campaign has been pretty cool to see so yeah, uh, we're loving it. We're playing it. I uh, got my light up to 1546 or 47. So I am raid ready. Uh, so whenever I get my courage up, I'll come join you guys. So how was the raid, though? Yeah, you've played it a couple of times. What are you what are you thinking so far as as raids go for this new Witch Queen one? Probably for, for this one, we're going to go top three, right? Oh. Once again, this is objective. This is mine. Not, Let's fucking go. Know, not everyone's, just so y'all know. Okay, so, you know, we got Wrath. Machine will always be top flight, you know. Last wish, and then we'll go with uh, this one, Vow the Disciple. Um, because it's, it's not, I'm not going to say, I mean, it is mechanic heavy, right? But you can't just sit around and do nothing and, and you know, complete it. Um, and, and all everything is like, you, got, you have to work together. Like, you cannot just sit around, do nothing, get a free clear, you know what I'm saying? Get some, get some free loot. And the raid boss probably the best, probably the best raid boss fight in Destiny too, right? Because like the dude's like mobile, he don't just stand there and just let you just like dump, dump bullets until him until he dies. You know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, this dude, if you stand here, he will kick you in the head and he kick you again, <laughs> and then you dead. So, 
you know, so you got to be mobile and, you know, you you got to uh, not optimize, but just strategize about how to beat them. But uh, the Raiders, it's, it's a good experience. Um, so, you know, the, I think I've done it three times. So at the time of this recording, um, uh, and I enjoyed it. You know, it's it, it's fun. That's pretty dope. It's so funny, too, because I keep it's it, it's weird to me that, yeah, every raid boss has always just been someone just sitting there looking at you as you just shoot them. But, um, yeah, it's cool seeing this is this is uh, the incredible Rolk. He's running around, got his arms folded behind him. Is that yes? Is that the dude we're fighting the raid? That that's the dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the one from uh, you know, like if you do the weekly little what's it called preservation mission. He's the one talking, but you know, he'll just like has got his hand behind his back, walk around, got his little glaive out. You know, he'll he'll do like a little because like it feels almost like an MMO MMO raid type, mm, right? Like gotcha, gotcha. When he, when he gets ready to attack, there's like a there's a giant glowing line on the ground. It's yellow, like. You're more than welcome to stand there, but he kind of, he kind of like telegraphs it, right? You know, like so if he does do that and he hits you, then you just you weren't paying attention, right? Or your reflexes are just slow as all get out. Um, but you know, it's it's fun. I enjoy it. Yeah, the pretty sweet. This dude is really good too. Who played uh, the voice of Rolk? I just uh, I just looked him up. Fred Tassasori Tassasori. Um, he played the voice of Corvus Glaive in Marvel's What If, Drax the Destroyer, uh, Volsag as well, all in the, the Marvel What If uh, storyline that's over on Disney Plus. He also played the voice of Sob and Grundy in the Long Halloween Part Two, which is pretty cool. So that dude's killing. He's, I mean, oh yeah. As far as the lore and the story of Destiny, it's really put on the backs of these great actors. We got obviously Lance Reddick out there. Um, we've had Nathan Fillion there before. Um, it's really cool how they got these really big names to come through and provide life to these characters and really keep you in there so shouts out to uh to fred and his portrayal of rock because that's been a big highlight so far for the witch queen yeah and also and deborah wilson does a fantastic job as uh, oh of course Sabathun. yes yeah 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 deborah wilson kills it as sabathun yeah she, i mean man she <laughs> she definitely backpacks that whole story it's awesome yeah it's like um, so like emotional you know some gritty shit in there i like it yeah she kills it so yeah, that's the Witch Queen. So we'll be playing that. You'll probably hear more from us as we go through because that is that's our life with Destiny. Uh, you kind of said you're going to come and get back to Sifu as well once you finish up. Are you excited to get your teeth kicked in uh, as the uh, martial artist uh, who keeps getting old and old? Yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, I was um, watching a review the other day of it, and uh, you know, I saw it finally. You know, like we said last time, I got an easy mode on there, so I'm gonna oh, update that. And I'm gonna hop in there. Well, I got to see. The, I like. Listen, there's a method to it. Okay. You always play on the easy, the first playthrough. So that way you can take in the scenery, you can you can uh, look around, you know, you can enjoy the story, the first playthrough on easy. Then if you want to do it again, you do it on a harder difficulty. That's just how it works. Because, mm-hmm. like, I can't be stressed to be like, play some shit on hard and I can't, I'm not worried about just beating the boss and then just like, then I'm just like, tired you know after just like this nonsense just like you know just some trivial game right so do it on easy so i'm gonna go back in there i'm gonna beat beat the fuck out of some people with some sticks <laughs> yeah Bats, use the sticks the sticks you know is where it's saying? at fist the cuffs right you know what i'm saying then once we beat it get a campaign oh well that's cool then i might go back and you know what i'm saying play back. it again so but we'll see though i might All not right, we'll see I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I got to get back to it, too. I'm only at level three or the bo- the third boss on Sifu. So uh, it's kind of cool how it works. You'll see. You get in there, and as you 
when you do your run, you get unlocks to make it easier to get to the boss. And obviously, if you just go straight to the boss, you won't have as many points or as many skills, but you can just kind of cut that time in half. So I think for you, especially going through and doing it on easy, then coming back and doing it for the story, you should be able to get through it even quicker just, you know, just by way of finishing the game without having to go through too much trouble of um, doing all the grind, as it were. So, yeah, shouts out to Seafood. It's a really good game. Uh, yeah, I want to get back to, as I was saying, GT7, because that's been awesome. Uh, probably my favorite Gran Turismo. It's just shit ton of stuff to do work on the licenses right now uh trying to get my um <laughs> trying to get my 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 permits for b class a class and s class and all that shit like that it's tough as nails but hey that's what gt's about uh then i want to get back to some more horizon as i was saying before because man that game is beautiful but i've unfortunately had not had the time so we're hearing good stuff yeah it's just like, dope i know you didn't really jazz with the first one but i mean this one it's not gonna change that really but it does open up more and it gives you more options as far as like traversal and shit like that so it's been pretty mm. cool to see Mm. All right, Tim, check it out. Maybe. Science. And it's just a gorgeous game as well. So, yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I just hear, just hearing all this good stuff, like one of the best games ever made. You know, like gorgeous, pretty, cool. You know, but we'll we'll see. Mm, we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Thanks for joining us, everyone out there. This is Oblivious Games, as we'll say. We always come through you. Uh, to you all lovely people out there, I'm going to get my shit together. To you lovely people out there talking about the gaming news, we have two big news items. And then after that, we're going to go through our smaller bits as we are want to do. Uh, so, yeah, boys, I guess without further ado, uh, let's go to these bits. Uh, these are two pretty wordy things. I have some quotes and some little things. So give me a second, Goober, as I get through them. And then we'll, you know, we'll break them right. down and talk about them as we do out here. All right. <clears throat> Number one. As of this recording, the war of Ukraine enters its 19th day. Russia continues to push into the sovereign nation in hopes to control and implement its own rule. The crisis in Ukraine has been felt globally as world organizations, countries, and individual companies respond. While the support has been widespread, we'll be highlighting specifically the links that the companies in our own video game industry have gone. Uh, as follows. Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo have all now pulled sales from Russia. Um, proceeds from sales for, of multiple games will, not, will now be donate, donated to the Ukrainian Red Cross. Companies donating to aid efforts include, sorry, companies donating aid efforts include Bungie, 11-Bit Studios, GSC Game World, and CD Projekt Red. Studios with employees in Ukraine, including Ubisoft, TinyBuild, and Pyrex. Detail support and relocation efforts. EA stops sales of games and removes Russia from its games entirely. The support displays a unified industry looking for ways to pressure Russia while providing pivotal aid to the Ukrainian people. All right, Warriors. Well, this is um, pretty wild and crazy stuff happening over there. Um, uh, the things that Russia is doing to the Ukrainian people is, you know, completely uh, unheard of. And we haven't seen anything like this since, like, what, you know, the last world war. Uh, unnecessary invasion, uh, taking over. Uh, but as we're kind of bringing that topic down we're talking about the support to the video game industries uh giving to the people out there with their money and then also kind of putting pressure on the people in the country of russia itself uh it's a big topic to kind of handle but yeah man what do you think how are you feeling about uh the video gaming industry's response to uh giving their support to the ukrainian people um i'm i'm all for it right you know um especially with the stuff that you see, right? Like at least stuff that that gets out to social media, it's like you know devastating, right? Just like what is, what is going on, and just like why, you know, a lot of it doesn't even, at least to me, it don't make sense, you know. And so, you know, why why are you invading this country? You know, why are you trying to do this stuff? But it's always good to see people when they come together, you know, and and try to help other people, you know, even if it's just something as small as you know 
taking out, you know, sales from Microsoft, from Sony, you know, like them, them, you know, even Nintendo, right? Them big players, you know, no matter where you are in the world, you know, and that money, that takes a lot of money out of like an economy, right? But, you know, granted, I doubt it. Um, you know, video games probably not top of mind on anybody's mind, you know, in especially not in Ukraine, but at least from stuff that I've been seeing, uh, you know, you know, regular news outlets, right? You know, CNN and, um, you know, MSNBC, you know, just stuff like that. You know, it's it's a sad thing to see, man. And, you know, you just like, you're just looking at it and you just can't believe that type of stuff is happening, you know? Even like, you know, the bombing, just like, man, like, but you know it, you know, as a sane person, I'm just like, no, I, this this stuff is really going down. You know, you got still got other people refusing to believe that's, you know, what's going on, man. But, and, you know, and just giving them as much help as they can get, you know what I'm saying? It's going to always be the biggest thing. Um, you know, granted, with, you know, studios there and, you know, EA just stopping sales is, and even I think EA even removed like Russian teams out of like, mm-hmm. out of FIFA and in, in a hole. Yep. Um, like with the patch notes, you know, so, you know, man, it's just like, it's just, you know, it's just a sad thing, man. It's just never, I don't think just, there's never enough stuff you can say about it. It's like, why is like, you know, this is tro- atrocity and, you know, just shit like this happening now. It's like 2022, right? You know, just like, I feel like at some point in time, we just all have to like, or we'd all just want to come together, right? And make a better world for, you know, the next generation or, you know, just even for the generation that we have now, man. But just seeing it all, it's kind of sad. But, you know, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, the video game industry is trying to come together and, um, you know, at least do something. Yeah, uh, in solidarity with them. So that that I'm I'm pretty excited to see. But you know, just I just don't really know how how all this shit gonna play out in the end. You know. Yeah, it's a pretty tough situation. I mean, even as far as support not from the gaming industry. I mean, everyone has been putting sanctions on Russia and just trying to basically suffocate them from the world itself, just to kind of you know show them that we're not gonna tolerate this kind of behavior and. You, depending on how you feel about that that's you know that i guess that mileage may vary but not having too many options other than just saying no to them is like a weird position to be put in because we understand that the russian people there obviously aren't the ones you know physically doing these things right it's the government themselves and as a as an american i always think it's important to um i guess separate the people from the country because i'm american right and i i know a lot of people don't like you know the what the american government is in especially Mm -hmm. with this administration even the last administration right like there's plenty of things and they're all history that the people who you know run my country have done that don't necessarily reflect me so i can understand that like the weirdness was like man well i don't necessarily want the russian people not to be able to play fifa or russian people not to be able to enjoy overwatch or whatever it is but at the same time it's like i think it is important for those people to be able to be able to speak up and say hey like you know this is really affecting us like what we're doing and hopefully from the inside we can get some kind of change right because like i don't really foresee any reason why you know putin would just be like you know what this is a bad idea (laughs) let me just stop doing this you know just out of nowhere but uh if the world around him literally is collapsing and then he's kind of put into a corner then maybe you know and again we're not economists we're not uh you know uh uh people who know much about war or anything like that but I can respect uh, businesses coming and saying, hey, this is our money. This is our time. This is our words. This is what we can do in some kind of small way to uh, to support something that's, 
you know, something that we haven't seen in a long time. So, uh, yeah, I can get behind it. Um, and I'm just hoping that it, you know, leads to some something good that it leads to some kind of, I don't know, some wake up call or just like a, hey, listen, we can't, you know, we can't operate like this. We can't live like this if, if everything around us is is uh, taken away from our, you know, our way of life. Because that's, that's what it's about, right? I mean, we're about living and about having things that are that are nice or whatever it is and just being there for each other and we can't do that if everyone is saying like fuck you so hopefully with that kind of comes some good so let's hope so man fingers crossed but you know like same like you said man like it's a hard hard to believe like you know an oligarch type lunatic would you know listen to reason you know so right but the ukrainian people uh to their credit i mean it i think it's been you know, without getting too far into it, I guess it's it's been cool to see um, how much they have been standing up for it and how much they have been fighting. Uh, it's unfortunate, obviously, all this, but, you know, we do support them in their efforts as, as, as small or as large as they can be. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just couldn't imagine, you know. And so uh, any of this help coming from these big, big companies with big, big money like that, it's always welcome, right? Like uh, donate where you can and support where you can. And that's what it's all about. So True. Okay. All right. Let me see. Let me see. Number two. Tech giants, including those from the gaming industry, have come together to oppose a new anti-trans directive that will see kids taken from their families as well as medical professionals prosecuted. The governor wants to classify, sorry, the governor wants to classify gender-affirming procedures as child abuse and would see parents lose custody of their children as well as legal consequences for their medical professionals involved. The story comes by way of GameIndustry.biz where they detail 60 companies that have signed an open letter in opposition to the governor. Uh, Google, Microsoft, Electronic Arts, Apple, and Gearbox are among the signed. Quote, the recent attempt to criminalize a parent from helping their transgender, transgender child access medically necessary age-appropriate health care in the state of Texas goes against the values of our companies, the letter reads, quote, this policy creates fear for employees and their families, especially those with transgender children who might not be, or sorry, who might now be faced with choosing to provide the best possible medical care for their children, but risk having those children removed by Child Protective Services for doing so. In response to the health, health human rights campaign acknowledged the director's impact on not only the children but the overall effect on a state that excludes the lgbtq plus community quote these policies fights negatively impact business operationally and financially and and needlessly put the safety and well-being of their team members and their families at risk end quote this support by such powerful and influential companies comes during a much needed time for a continued anti-lgbtq plus legislation all right warriors so more bullshit coming out uh of our beloved south (laughs) yes uh we got texas on some nonsense essentially as i was saying trying to uh make it uh essentially illegal for you to get help for kids who uh, are looking for gender affirming care uh and then again uh the angle here as far as like our industry goes we're seeing big companies that delve within games i mean we have gearbox studio the people who made borderlands down there in texas all these people coming together right open write an open letter to that governor i didn't put his name in I think his name is Abbott or some shit like that the Texas governor uh, who's trying to do this stuff so yeah uh, more support from the video game industry to kind of stand up for um, more shenanigans happening this time stateside we've been seeing that everywhere uh, with the the Florida don't say gay bill I believe it was and uh, it's really good because uh, this stuff has been kind of rampant and like really increasing the last few years I feel like and really getting out there so to see people with some power to kind of push back and say hey listen no this is not what we want this is not something that we support it's kind of good to see no man i i agree once again you know 100 man like you know i just don't 
like I said, and it's it's you know, like I said, maybe I'm just not the brightest, you know, crayon in the box, right? It's just like, what does you know, kind of criminalize parents for helping their children have to do with, you know, making society as a whole better, right? Um, like it's anything you want to help people that you know that not, I'm not saying they need help, but like you want to make sure that they have their this is the care that they need is accessible to them, right? Um, and it shouldn't take, you know, tech giants coming in to, to say, no, don't do this. It should take the people that we vote, mm-hmm. you know, into legislation. That should be their number one priority. It's like, oh, you know what? This Is this a waste of resources? I think it is. But instead of them doing that, you know, it's like, let's criminalize, like, parents of children because they're trying to get them the best help that they can. It don't make sense. And, like, you know, you don't, and as a, you know, me as being a parent, right? Like, if, you know, my daughter, whatever type, whatever she needed, any care, any, you know, any help, any, you know, same thing I do for, I will do for. And, you know, don't matter, you prosecute me. You know, I don't really give a fuck, but, you know, it just don't, it just don't make sense, you know, like to criminalize parents for, you know, just helping their children, you know, just as a, it just kind of makes me sad just even thinking about how stupid this is and just how, what a waste of resources and just, just the dumbass for that is going on nowadays. This is just idiotic. But good job, Tech Giants. I don't really fuck with Google like that, but good job, Microsoft. Yeah, you don't really <laughs> fuck with it. Uh, good, let's go Apple and Gearbox. Them, them are, I can give, you know what I'm saying? Them, no, I'm just kidding. All of them, I love that. All of them are, are taking a stand, but, um, you know, it's just, that's just silly to, I just feel like wasted resources to me. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird, man. It's like, um, a lot of these bills have been popping up and a lot of these weird directives. It's like they're trying to, they're trying to get by by, you know, placing the blame on other people or saying that like, oh, you know, we got to take it into the hands of of the people or take it to the hands and say that we're gonna, you know, lock up these folks for trying to help somebody. And and this is really a roundabout way of just trying to just push the blame off, but then like take people who are just trying to help, right? Because at the end of the day, these these people who are trying to help their kids, these people are trying to like be there for their families in a way that. That no one else can, right? No one else is going to stand up for them. No one else is going to be there and take them and and make sure that they've been, you know, properly seen after, right? But then this would would be in complete violation of that. So, yeah, it sucks. It's some bullshit. Um, and yeah, we really hope that more people can speak out and these bigger voices, these bigger companies that are actually going out there that that employ, you know, thousands upon thousands, you know, millions. If you probably put all of them together, I guess I don't know. Uh, it's a lot of people, but. Um, yeah, it's cool to see them get behind it, and hopefully, big voices like that can actually, you know, make some change. And you know, along with um, about people like us, you know, the writing about the story or talking about the story can all kind of help and make a flood of response that will get these things changed. Because uh, we can't be in a world where we're being exclusionary or not letting everyone get the proper healthcare they need. Because that's just not, you know, that's not the way we we should be doing. So. I mean, you know, it really ain't, man. Just like, but see, that's that's what's always just silly to me, right? The before anything is done, like they got to take money away from it, or they got to give money to it, right? Like, like for like for in, into it, for instance, right? You know, like the the software that does like taxes and stuff, right? The amount of money that they give to Congress to lobby against letting people do pre-filled returns is like a stupid ass amount of money, and it always takes like big money to keep. Something from happening And like that's not how it should be This should just be like If you're the governor This should come across 
your desk and be like, like, what is this? Are y'all serious? This is the stupidest thing I never read. Let's come up with something else to like help the people. But like, it's always about money, money, money. It's always, you know, just capitalism. And we're just all rotten to our cores. You know what I'm saying? I yeah, it is. Because I don't have a million dollars, but <laughs> not yet. Probably I'm rotten in the core, but you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, man, you make a, yeah, that's a really good point, too. It's like, at what point does it just kind of shake you? Like, it's, it just feels weird. This doesn't feel right. But I think that's the weird sentiment that we're in right now. And even while these companies are kind of standing up, because it's like, with all these different bills coming from different spots, everyone's just trying to be cute with it. Everyone's trying to, like, act like it's not a big deal and just kind of slide it underneath the door as it were but yeah no we're saying no and we're not gonna you know really stand for that kind of stuff so uh, you know it, more power to the people speaking up and speaking out and bringing awareness to it because yeah we have to do it together and if we don't do it together we can't do it at all correct That's it for our two big news items. Now we'll get into the second half of the show. A couple quick hitters here. First up, whereas you wanted to talk about the new games coming to Game Pass. Uh, Let's go. I have, a, I have a little list here for you. Um, a little list here for the new games coming to Game Pass out here. Uh, so we're in the month of March. So we've got Lightning Returns, Final Fantasy 13, if I'm my, my, my Roman numerals correct, coming to console and PC. Kentucky Route Zero, coming to cloud console and PC. Uh, lawn Mowing Simulator. What the yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, what I'm excited about. Let's go. <laughs> it's not Let's true. Go. It's not true at all. Uh, we got Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, coming to cloud console and PC. Uh, Young Souls, coming to cloud, co- cloud console and PC. Uh, and then make a couple more. The biggest one I want to talk about here, though, is Guardians of the Galaxy. That's a pretty big game, Warriors. Uh, are you are you excited and finally going to get to playing as your boy Star Lord in this piece? Yeah, I am. Um, see, see that. See, this is why Game Pass is a treat, right? So, say if I had bought the game and I wouldn't have had time to play it just yet, it'll been sitting there. But now I don't have to buy it. I can just download it. You know what I'm saying? You know, boy, Star Lord, get his little jet boots. You know, we're going on a little wild ride across the cosmos at no extra cost to me. So, I win this one. But I, I am very sw- excited about this. I could have swore you bought Guardians of the Galaxy, though. Am I tripping? No, I thought about it. Thought about oh, buying it. You, you, man, you dodged that bullet. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hmm, because I think I had, what was I going to, yeah, I was going to buy it on my, my Xbox. And I was like, you know what? That's when I started playing something else. I can't remember what I started playing. Whatever it was, took me away from. Actually, maybe I. I'm, actually, I'm not sure, but no, I didn't. I did not buy it. Got it in, so now I can play it at no extra cost. You can't see me doing quotes, but no extra cost. Oh, I can hear the quotes. I hear them yes, loud and clear. Sir. Okay. Well, yeah. Shouts out. I mean, yeah. Game Pass. This is. Uh, it, it's actually interesting to hear about Guardians of the Galaxy just because uh, Square Enix, um, the people who also brought us the uh, the Avengers game a couple a couple years back uh, that kind of uh, flopped uh, to say the least. Uh, they yeah, had an earnings call and they, they talked about the success of Guardians of the Galaxy and they said that um, it did not meet its sales success. Now, I think this is a small conversation we can have about the um, the the bar that publishers put for their developers to hit. Um, 
for all intents and purposes, Guardians of the Galaxy for most people was a success. I mean, critics love the game. I'm sure it sold pretty appreciably. I mean, everyone talked about it. It has this the you know, the splash trailer with 9.5, 8.5, 9.0, 10.0, whatever it is. So it got its accolades, but um I really think that Square Enix thought that since it's a Marvel property, um, that it would do maybe gangbusters numbers, but um I don't know. It's weird to put this huge expectation of the game, especially in the wake of you fucking up uh, Avengers, right? Because like, if I'm just a random person and I see Square Enix's name on a box after I got Avengers and got burned, I'm probably not going to pick up Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think uh, even in its pre-release state, uh, people were kind of iffy about the game. So um, yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't know. Uh, I, and all that to say, I think this is another reason why Game Pass exists and um, probably why I got to Game Pass because Microsoft was like, hey, you know, what's that let me pay you such and such money you can get this game over here on game pass and that's how that deal gets made so uh it's good for the consumers uh for sure but it is a little weird because like um yeah i don't know i i'm afraid that maybe it won't get a guardians of galaxy 2 essentially since it didn't meet its sales ever but hey maybe if we can get the the people to come through as far as playing on game pass and those engagement numbers increasing maybe we'll get more um guardians of the galaxy in the future because i had a really good time with that game well, listen, I'm glad to hear the, the raving review. So now I'm going to download it. Once again, Game Pass, it has no extra cost to me. So if I don't <laughs> like it, I can just delete it and move on to something else. Shut the fuck up. $15 <laughs> a month, goddammit. That's the extra cost to you. No, no. It costs nothing extra. It costs 15 flat. Now I have a AAA game that I can play whenever I feel like it. Okay? Mm, okay. Yeah, you got a good time. I, I can't wait to talk about it. Get wrecked Shut consumerism. Up. <laughs> Next up, speaking of consumerism, state of play. Uh, largely uneventful, the state of play was, but the biggest thing we're getting a returnal co op campaign uh, and new survival DLC. This is called Ascension, and it's coming out on March 22nd, 2022. Or as, man, you fell down a fucking rabbit hole with Returnal. Are you ready to deal with me <laughs> in a co op sense? We can get your other glyphs. We can, we can kill. Um, uh, I can't think of anyone's names. Uh, Hyperion and and, yeah. and all the people out here. What you thinking, man? Nah, this this is this is pretty tight. Uh, I'm, I actually can't. Uh, I'm excited for this. Um, cause, but I'm, I wanted. I haven't seen anything about like difficulty or like what what'll be different. Is it just gonna be like just regular campaign. I mean, the boss gonna get more health. It's gonna be like you know some new mechanics. Or am, am I just reaching too much into this? It's just it's just co op, but the same thing. Yeah, I think it's still open because, I, I mean, the, the news comes straight from the PlayStation blog, but they don't uh, mention anything about any difficulty um, on the actual dock itself. Mm. Similar fashion single player, how the players get too far. So, yeah, so there's a tether feature where it wants to keep everyone focused. Uh, I think if you go too far ahead, it will bring you back to the, the person that's farthest back because oh, we want I you guys see. to be together. Uh, if you mm. fall, you have a chance to pick your player up. But the way they're saying it is that it's it's not just like a, Press A. I would assume it's like a like a small little like a maybe you know how picks like hold a few seconds. Or something. Right, right, right. So that's yeah, like yeah. the the gamble you play there. But if you both die, you go back. But mm-hmm. yeah, they don't say too much um, about the difficulty and anything being more. But I would assume so. Some kind of spike, right? Most using most player games have a little health spike at least. But um, yeah. I mean, I'm excited. I mean, either way, it's actually funny because if there's no difficulty spike, then we're gonna burn through this game. We might get to oh, like, it's gonna get smoked. <laughs> We might get like speed running level. You get your yeah the anarchy. You know, I got my fucking uh, 
uh, the fucking Hollow Seeker, whatever oh, it is. Oh, Hollow like, Seeker, that's right. Yeah, we're yeah. going to melt this game and I can't fucking wait. Yeah. I feel like that's got to be something else too. There's no way you're going to be like, just jump into this player game, same difficulty, and just like, yeah. just run them up. There's no way. I mean, if it, that's cool if it is. Like, I mean, because I only need like, like I said, we were saying before, we start like three glyphs and I have a platinum on it. But, right. Um, I, I, but I think it's going to be something akin to like Destiny, I bet. Like, mm. enemies get more health or, or maybe you might take more damage or something, you know. But yeah. Okay. There's got to be something in there to make it make it harder. Yeah. Unless I just want to have co-op fun, you know, which is cool, cool. too. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, I think, I mean, you can even attest to this. I think, I think a little much was made about the difficulty return at its outset, right? Like, it's a hard game, for sure. I'm not trying to say it's a hard game. But I think it's surmountable. I think if you play the game, you get your unlocks, you learn the mechanics, you'll be fine eventually. There's just a small hill to overcome. So in the, in the mindset of making it easier for someone to get into, I could see them just leaving it. That way it's like, oh, hey, I got this Returnal game because it's the only game on PS5 and I can't play it. Like, do you also have this game? And then if two people of mediocre, you know, no, no shade here, if two people who couldn't get it done alone, they could probably get it done together if the difficulty wasn't necessarily ramped up. So I could see that being as a feature for someone to just get through it instead of having there be a whole new thing. And that would go online because the other piece of this DLC is the survival pack, which is a tower climbing situation, which is going to be harder, is going to have new weapons, I believe. And it's going to be, I think endless. I think there's no, I think you don't get to the top of it. I think you just keep going and it just gets harder and harder. So it's going to be like um, an arcade situation where it's point-based, where you're just uh-huh. trying to get the biggest point uh, value on your leaderboard. I got you. Okay. That's that's tight too though. I, I'd be down for that. Yeah. So, I mean, I hope you can do the, the tower co-op too, because I would love to do the tower thing with you. I think that'd be Yeah. Like, I just love to get some like, inbox just smoke his ass, you know? Oh my god, yeah. Maybe just that first dude. Maybe the first I just give that first dude just just like just infinitely kill him because I hate that's the one that's like the one I died on the most. <laughs> like I almost felt like I was like gate kept from going further because of that dude. <laughs> you were so upset about it. <laughs> but like when I finally got down, I was like, oh bro, I could just like dodge through like this attack. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> and it just like walked over that man. Well, you told you told you told Lorna it's the worst game ever. You had her. Yeah, I was like, this is my, I was like, I, I'm telling you, like, real life, quote, like, sweetheart, this may be one of the worst games I've ever played <laughs> in all of my gaming life. <laughs> and she was like, Jesus well, you don't Christ. have to play it. You're turning off. I was like, I will not let this game beat me. Okay, you didn't let it. You beat and it. You beat it in good time too. You killed that game. Right. You very kept, good. I just kept going, overcame, and I adapted. You know what I'm saying? God, that's a tagline. <laughs> Put it on the box. <laughs> that's what people say in, in Destiny Crucible, just so you know. Oh, okay. I see. I see. I do. Yeah. I was like, this, this. I feel like this is from something, but I, I, don't, I don't fucking know. <laughs> uh, speaking of Crucible, I got to get back in there. I'm never going to get that. that um... You're close, though, right? You're only two away from getting um, Legend, right? What is it? Yeah. Legend? Yeah, yeah. I'm broken, but I'm broken. I don't have time for that. Oh, you're not on the Crucible ground, huh? You'll We're get good. there. Once you finish campaign, you'll come back. We're good. We're good, love. Go away. All right, uh, let's see. Next up, uh, Halo multiplayer lead designer Lee's 343, uh, Andrew Witz. Uh, he was there since 2019, and he um, uh, shepherded in this lovely, lovely new generation of Halo uh, multiplayer. Uh, he is stepping down and going on to bigger and better things. Or Actually, we don't know. He just said he's taking a break uh, before he announces the next thing, but he has moved on. Uh, this is in note because if you remember the lead designer and then the creative director also left uh 343 and 2019 and 2020 respectively um now you know i love me some halo it does warm me a little bit because i'm like like why would you leave like i i understand that it's probably 
uh, as you could say, maybe feature complete. Maybe he was just on like the bones of it because the bones is there for Halo for sure, for sure. They've got to work on their um, their keep me there factor, right? Their battle passes got to be improved. Their quests have to be improved um, just to kind of be more in line with the modern multiplayer games, you know, Call of Duty, Fortnite, all that shit like that, right? They have these really good loops. Halo is a more legacy game, which was always, <laughs> this is stupid to say, but, you know, just playing the game for the game's sake. But in a world where we have to have little cherries and shit like that to put on the stick for you to go chase things, Halo definitely has to improve. And they earn this because they've classified this game as a live service game. And so once you say that, uh, you had a lot of shoes uh, to fill and things to do. So uh, it's interesting that he's left, but hopefully uh, Halo Infinite can keep trucking along as it enters its uh, second season coming uh, the beginning of May, I believe. What do you think, War? Is, he, is, is Halo in trouble uh, now that the multiplayer lead is gone, or do you think they're good to go so far? Uh, I actually thought this, I didn't know it was the multiplayer lead person. I thought it was the, the other person. Like the campaign or whatever. Oh but. yeah, no multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, I mean they'll be fine. Yeah, okay. they'll be fine. Okay. I mean, if they can get, if they can fix some of them, those desync issue in multiplayer, you know, and just you know, add some more features. I think they'll be fine. I mean, listen, me as being a little, you know, Halo, Bajul. I mean, uh, dang, casual bot. Bajul. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what? I was gonna say bot, like bot casual. Like, no, it makes sense. Like casual bot. You know, Halo multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm just like. I'm okay with it because I mean it's fine to me, you know. I get in there, you know, I get you know, get a couple kills in, you know. what I'm saying, get a couple streets going, you know. what I'm saying, get my KD looking right, but I don't, I don't, I could. I mean, I'm not gonna say I could care less because I guess I could care less. Mm-hmm. But good for him. He got fired. That's all. He just don't want to. Oh, you think he got fired? Oh shit. Yeah, you know he got fired, man. <laughs> Exclusive. L four say, you know, I'm just going to, uh, you know, pursue other options. Yeah. Oh, you got to let go. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we're you breaking know. news here. Number <laughs> one no, game drill is Gooper Goop out here. Got you know, I I think it'll be fine. People are still gonna play Halo regardless. You know, you got it's always a you know um, fan base that's just gonna always be rabid and they they gonna they gonna stick around through through the highs and the lows. So it's, it's it'll be all right. Yeah, um, Halo's um, Infinite multiplayer did drop off a bit um, coming into the beginning of the year, but to be fair, it has been pretty packed. I mean, Elden Ring, which we're going to talk about in a second. Everything we've mentioned, Horizon, Sifu, um, GT, uh, Destiny, all that shit. It's been taking up a lot of space, so I mean, hey, it, Halo's back. They're killing it. They're stronger than they've ever been, but they are not without competition, so uh, yeah, I mean, I have big hopes for them. I want to get back to the campaign because I got to get the rest of my, not the campaign, I'm sorry. Oh, well, the campaign, I'm not really worried about that. I do want to finish it, but I want to get back to the multiplayer because I want to finish getting my Reach armors. But man, I'm only like, more like Battlecast 60 or some shit like that. Like that's, that grind is slow as hell, <laughs> but I got to get to it. So uh, here's to Halo, uh, more Halo games coming in the future. Uh, next up, God of War is coming to Amazon Prime, uh, the big... <laughs> <laughs> the big monster that is Amazon uh, is shopping a TV series for uh, God of War. Uh, this has been leaked by, I think, the Duke Jeff Grubb. Um, he was saying that the people, the producers and creative of The Expanse, which is a pretty good sci-fi show, uh, and then The Wheel of Time, which I'm not familiar with, have been linked to the project. So, Juarez, are huh. you excited at the possibilities of having Kratos in a TV series coming to an Amazon service near you? Yeah, see, this, this, I can get behind stuff like this now. Love me some God of War. It's every he this game is literally the reason about PlayStation every generation, like without question. Okay, I would love to see a TV show on this. However, I do realize now that this is probably why 
Amazon Prime uh, subscription is going up because of shit like this. <laughs> okay. Fair, fair point. Gotta pay all these folks. They gotta build all these sets, you know, all this other, yeah, all this yeah. other stuff. Um, but I would like to see a god I feel like a God of War series would translate very well to to like a 45 minute episode, right? You know, mm, okay. of, you know, him, you know, doing, you know, Kratos type things. I would I would watch it, you know, but if it's between a 30 and 45 minute range, yeah, you know, that because, you know, that's perfect. You know, like I was saying the other day, if I watch it, you know, I, I usually, even if it's bad, I'll watch that first episode. All right. I've only, my son calls only like 30 minutes, right? Or 45 minutes. If I don't like it, I don't got to come back to it. But yes, you know, I got to say it every episode. I got to say all about something. Are you getting paid policy, by okay? somebody? <laughs> every time. Um, you know, versus like a movie. You know, which like three hour movie that could may or may not be, you know, garbage. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. But this I would watch, you know what I'm saying? The boy, he ain't he ain't gotta be in there really, you know, he can just be crazy running around doing oh, yeah. type things, you know what I'm saying? Well, that's an interesting question because I feel like I feel like um I feel like new school got a war, like with the boy, um, you know, a post remake twenty eighteen got a war is easier to do on film than the old one would be because like in God of War three, he's like climbing <laughs> Like he's like a little person <laughs> climbing a literal mountain. You know what I'm saying? Like the the Titan. Or mm, that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. that shit was pretty crazy. So I think in my head, immediately, like, man, that would be hard to do. But the more Vikings type, Witcher type atmosphere of the new school God of War would be a little bit easier to make. But even though, even though I love 2018 God of War, I'm not a hater here. I love that game. That game's perfect. But I'm still like, I like the old school young Kratos more in all the because con- that was more like a Devil May Cry game. Like that shit was dope as hell. Um, so yeah, I'm a little split to be honest, man. Like I prefer the old one, but I think it would be easier to translate the new one. And to be honest with you, just get Christopher Judge to do it. Like, <laughs> like, Actually, what? like, yeah, yeah. like just, I think you're that's right. the whole point. Like just get yeah. him to do it and we're fine. Yeah. No, no, you're right. Cause, uh, you know, he thought, you know, Kratos in his later years, he has cooled down cause homeboy's off the chain to start off with. He was definitely off the yeah. chain. He was yeah. on the chain, but he was also off the chain. <laughs> yeah. He was, uh. He's on some other shit, you know? <laughs> so you know he he brought it down a couple of levels since you know since you know his uh not really conti- I'm gonna call it a continuation. I don't think it's a remake. I'll say continuation. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's not a remake. Yeah, it's a soft reboot, but it's yeah. still the all the yeah. same stories still exist in that new universe. Yeah, right. That's right. All right. It's just like you know. However, is that big stab wound on his stomach? I can't remember. It is. The stab wound is there. Yeah, the, the, is there? Okay. the sword that he don't <laughs> impaled know how. himself. He just impales yourself. Just but you okay? Like all your guts would just be oh okay. But whatever. Juarez, here we go. Speaking of the wound, so I haven't finished it. I've maybe read the first two books, but there's a comic series that released pretty recently that that talks about what happened between him stabbing himself at the end of three, and then how he got to. Um, Ragnarok, not Ragnarok, but to uh, the Norse world where he is now. Oh, and snap. I haven't read it all, but in the first book, it was super chill, right? Like he was just walking around. He had his little shawl over his head. He was like helping people in like little villages. Very, again, I'm going to say it, very Witcher-esque, right? He's just, he's a nomad right. who can do the job. So that could be cool. That could be a cool little story to tell. You can keep it low key. Oh, yeah. Because he's not killing gods. He's, I mean, it's it would not be in the spirit of God of War, you know? But at the same time, it could be a cool way to introduce it to the world and then if it is successful we can expand get even more money i know amazon's gonna throw money at it but we can get more money to do the bigger set pieces for like flashbacks or push forward into season two and have the bigger stuff so that could be cool yeah they're throwing money at it because they raise you just subscription 30 dollars per person we're getting out of amazon well, so many people i'm finna too too like you know it's I'm finna, 
I'll, I'll wait uh, for my delivery. It's okay. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I might. Yeah, I ain't even wait for that to go to DVD or something. <laughs> Blu-ray or something. You know what I'm saying? I hope none of the bullshit that that Kevin Feige does. I love I love Disney, but it is bullshit that there's no Blu-ray disc of any of those Disney Disney show movies. So it's like I have to have Disney Plus at least for wow. the time we're gonna have. Wow, hey, that's a marketing tool for you right there, buddy. It's you wanna it's watch, you wanna watch our show. You can either <laughs> pirate it or you can subscribe. I might have to go pirate it. Pirate Bay, where you options, he will not. He will not. <laughs> he will not. <laughs> he is joking. It's a victimless comments, front. Next up, uh, Twisted Metal is coming to Peacock. <laughs> Anthony Mackey starring as the titular, oh, titular, titular, the titular John Doe. Um, and yeah, what do you think, man? This is an old franchise out here as well. Um, funny enough, also from the the crazy mind of David Jaffe, he created both Twisted Metal and God of War. Um, people are a little bit uh, iffy about this show so far because they're describing it as like kind of a goofy comedy, which I'm okay with. I love Anthony Mack. I think his comedic chops are pretty good. Um, and I like Twisted Metal. Okay. It, also, Twisted Metal, first of all, anyone complaining about Twisted Metal show doesn't know anything about Twisted Metal because like <laughs> that game was never serious at all. So it's never. fine. Whatever comes never. out of this thing, it can't be anything less than, you know, like, okay, right? Like <laughs> it should be fine. But are you excited um, at the prospects of uh, Anthony Mackie out here in a, I would assume to be uh, Mad Max esque universe. Uh, I would not say excited. No, curious. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. You know, but like I said, Twisted Metal. I, you know, if there's somebody out there who's playing Twisted Metal and taking it serious, you might want to go see him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because it's usually usually clowns driving around some just ridiculous cars and shooting bombs at people. So um, I don't know how serious people are taking serious. You know, Twisted Metal, I was not taking it that serious. You know, me and my brother would keep me, be kind of hard, you know, split screening. Twisted Metal, I knew what he was, so. You know, <laughs> there wasn't really no competitive nature to us. I was like, all right, well, I know, yeah, buddy. Ice cream truck on the way. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your guy? No. Who was your Twisted Metal, medical, Twisted Metal driver? <laughs> I want to say it was always either, I remember, dude who was he didn't have a car, but he had two big wheels in his hand. Axel, that guy, yes. Axel. Let's <laughs> fucking go. That dude or the clown or the, in an ice cream truck. Your boy Sweet Tooth. Yeah, Sweet Tooth is supposed yeah. to be in his Sweet Tooth, thing that's as well, it. So. so those two I always use. Just because, like, this dude really just, like, got wheels on his hands. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> just because of the, the nonsense factor. But, what a, but what nah. a ridiculous game. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I watch it though. I watch the, you know, see, like, see, that's why I love TV shows better than, not TV, not not love them better, but I prefer to watch TV shows because you like if I watch the first episode, it's like trash. I'm like, okay, cool, and we're moving on, you know. So, but mm-hmm. I would, I, I'd watch the first one. I, I, I give it a shot. Okay, okay. Well, yeah. And what's uh, what's it coming to? Uh, Peacock, uh, Peacock, Peacock. Five dollars a month. I, I keep that one. The streaming wars and their exclusive They'll probably raise that continues. one because they'll need money to oh build sets God. for that. I, so oh it'll be $10 Lord. a month. I hate everything. Okay. Next up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Elden Ring is selling gangbusters uh, and also getting really, really good reviews. It's sitting at probably like a 90,000. I think it's like a 97 or some shit like that on Metacritic. Right. Um, but yeah, it topped the charts uh, for the month of February of its release. And uh, yeah, people are loving this game, man. Uh, what is going to... All right. <laughs> What amount of critical reception or, or numbers sold is going to get you to play you, uh, I guess, the best Dark Souls game of all time? Mm, okay. So I know before we got on air, I was talking about this. So I think I may have changed since then. Oh, already? Right? That's only been an hour. Let's go. Right, right, right. So I don't know if I've ever seen a game, right, get this many 
good reviews. And it's been like just so well, like outside of Zelda, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like I would be the idiot in the room if I didn't at least try it, you know. So either one, either we got two options: buy it, or wait for it to come to Game Pass. Right? <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think it's going to come to Game Pass. There, there will be no way it will come to Game Pass, right? Because the numbers is pumping out. The, People that like it so much, so I'm. I think a couple of weeks, I'm probably gonna, I'm gonna download it, or I might download it and just have it ready. And then once it's like I hear, you know, the patch is like optimized, then I, I might, mm-hmm. I might go, I might go for it. But because because I've been seeing some stuff, like I haven't watched like any videos or like boss fights or anything like that. But right, it's if it's if it does suck, you know, I would like to be that judge, you know, just be like, oh well. I just suck at this game or I just is really my type, but mm-hmm. I don't want to be like the person who's like, hey man, did you, you remember this game came out in like 2022? It was like the best, one of the best games of all time. And I didn't play it. I'm like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I I will, I think I will dabble in like a couple of weeks, you know, once I get, you know, Destiny gets um the season winds down, you know, once I complete, you know, all like the story quests and stuff, I think I'll I'll, I'll dabble into it. After seafood, I want to do seafood first and then I'll move on to Elden Ring. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm I'm here for it. I want to, you know, I'm not like a Souls born um, aficionado by any means. I've only ever played to completion the first one. If I've dabbled with all of them, the second one was kind of trash. It didn't really, um, from what I played of it, as I say, I haven't played it entirely in, in its entirety. Second one was okay. Third one was more of a return to form. Uh, Bloodborne was tight um, from what I played as well. And then Sikoro, I've started. Uh, so I've dabbled in these games and I think that they get a bad rap for being too hard. I just think they're very strict, right? It's like, there's a difference in my mind, at least it's like anyone can do this as long as you're following the rules and your rules are to block and roll and to like play it slow. And then of course, like any game that has a big monster, you just find the butt and then you just hit it in the butt. And then that's how you, <laughs> that's how you get past it. So pro it'd be tips cool here. See- yeah, pro butt. tips here. It'd be cool seeing you play it and uh, you know, seeing how you go through. I'm going to play it as well. I might, I might be that guy here. I might just wait for a sale. I've got, I got too much shit on my plate right now. So I'm not like itching to find something else to play, especially something open world. And it's that massive. Uh, so I'll probably wait for like a spring or like a, like a summer, maybe even a, a fall sale to jump back in uh, to some souls content out here. But yeah, I mean, yeah. it's selling some big props to them. Uh, this game had all the hype in the world, and I would have never thought that it would have lived up to it. Um, I thought it was just a lot of people being, you know, the Dark Souls fans, and for some reason, the the George Railroad Martin fans. Uh, but hey, it's living up to the hype at least so far. So um, I'm kind of with you. I kind of have to play it at this point. So we'll just see when that happens. Yeah. So there's, all, there's also two camps of people. There are the ones I saw someone beat it in uh, under an hour the other day. There are also people who spend sixty hours on this game. So, and and then there's the extra camp, uh, the guy who beat the boss with the with the with a banana, <laughs> yeah, like a table of bananas hooked up to some. I don't like, know. I guess they were. What are you uh, doing? <laughs> it was shenanigans. What it was. Yeah, that was awesome. So, but but I I do want to I do want to get in there and try see what, see what see what all the hype's about. Okay, shout out to Elden Ring. All right, next up, NVIDIA hit with the cyber attack. Uh, so basically all their systems and shit were compromised. Uh, but the big news here is that anybody with NVIDIA chips uh, should be fine. Like you don't, you shouldn't expect anyone uh, coming through your RTX 3080 uh, and getting your information. Uh, but I put this here not just because of their cyber attack. I don't really care about NVIDIA. But man, their security is trash because <laughs> uh, last year they had a whole bunch of shit leak. 
uh, detailing games to come out. And for the most part, a lot of those games have come out and people have been using this list to kind of reference things that have happened and things that are going to happen. And um, yeah, man, NVIDIA has really got to get their shit together. Nothing too crazy here. I just wanted to say that NVIDIA, just do better. Yeah, you heard it here. Do better, NVIDIA. <laughs> get your life together. What are you, what are you doing? Uh, this one's for you, Juarez. Fallout New Vegas and early talks coming from your folks at Obsidian who made the first Fallout New Vegas, uh, which a lot of people say was better than Fallout 3 proper. Uh, and Sid- Obsidian worked on Outer Worlds most recently, if you guys remember, also a good game. And all these games fall on that RPG first person slash third person type um, Fallout business. So Juarez, New Vegas yeah. part two, does this get you going at all? No, I didn't really like New Vegas at all anyway. Oh, son of a gun. <laughs> yeah. But I but, but you know, but we all do know. If it comes to Game Pass. Oh, here we go. I will download it. And try yeah, it. that's no if. Yeah, it just when it comes in. Because I mean the yes. tenny, obviously. When yeah, when it comes to Game there, Pass. So I will download it. I did finish New Vegas. I finished three. I did not finish four. Uh well, what's the other one? What's another one? Yeah, four is too much building. I couldn't. I couldn't. Like, I ain't had time to make no whole civilization. I'm sorry. Um, and then come back and you know help y'all fight out bandits and you know and monsters. I don't have time for that. I was trying to look for my kid, but you know, granted, I, was, I got sidetracked anyway. So then it wasn't even really looking for him. I would so, suggest for you to to look at um, Outer Worlds. Their their last game. Um, it's no, I think my brother played it. So you don't want to play it? It's it Fallout. It's it's Fallout yes. I saw him. I saw him play it enough to get the gist of it. It's gotcha. pretty dope, but he, the way he he be, I don't know what he be, he was doing. He was just killing folks for just because. Mm. Yeah, I feel like that happens sometimes. I mean, they're just games that we what? play and we loved. Sorry, not the killing people. Okay, <laughs> let me All lead right. into a little bit better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I feel I'm like there are games that we love for you. Fallout Three that you don't necessarily want to go back to. Like, I don't know. I can't necessarily name anything for me, but I play I, the game I, way too much. Right. Yeah. It's like, okay, I did that. I played. I don't know. And these games are just derivatives, derivatives of it. Right. It's like you've played it already. So you don't necessarily need to go back to the game. But if you want it, more power to you. But it's seeming like, yeah, you're, you're like, okay, that's fine. You know, I did that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. Next up, we have an award for the homie, the man, the myth, the legend, Hideo Kojima. Uh, he got the Minister of Education Award for Fine Arts, specifically in uh, the media category. Now, this is cool. Whereas this is from Japan, a uh, really big prestigious award. They've been doing this since the 1960s, I think. Um, this was blasted over on Kojima Productions' website. Uh, but the cool thing about this, only two people in the entire history of these awards since the 60s have been given to uh, game developers. And I know you see the notes there, but could you tell me who the other person was that got this award? You're, not, you're just going to leave me hanging right there? You ain't going to tell me at all? That's really messed up out here. You're going to leave me hanging. That's fine. That's fine. Well, the right oh, my answer. Bad. My bad. No, I said you're going to maybe butcher this man's name on uh, live uh, TV. <laughs> huh? if, if I'm reading uh, from my knowledge, right, I think it's Shigi, Shigiru Miyamoto. Yeah, cl- close enough. There you go. So no, I messed it up. Him. No, that's fine. <laughs> I think Miyamoto is fine. So and, since, you t- and, since you put me on the spot, you tell me what, the, tell me what he got to the war for. Hmm? Well, because he's fucking dope. I mean, specifically, we could say Death Stranding. No, uh, not him. Miyamoto. Oh, Shigeru Miyamoto. Yeah. Well, I mean, please tell me why. I mean, why you got I mean, that? I mean, he's fucking Miyamoto. Like what? Like what the exactly. fuck? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Kojima is not Miyamoto. Oh, okay. I, okay. okay. Well, this is a cool argument that I didn't really oh, expect us to get into here. My but. God. 
<laughs> You're right. You're right. No one is Shigeru Miyamoto. You're just right. All right. I mean, come on, Mario, Legend of Mario, Zelda, Donkey Kong. Yeah. Come on, like you come can't. On, Pokemon. Hands on too. Like they're hands on doing doing this shit for decades. Right. Yes. However, however, yeah. what Kojima what? has meant to the industry. Come on now. I'm not saying. I'm not okay. Saying well, if you want to say level, that, then, okay. But what yeah, Kojima has yeah, meant yeah. to the industry changing the way we think about games as far as what they can be cinematically tonally mature all this shit i, I ain't never gonna knock mario i never know go knock zelda but like you can't knock mario but metal gear you know pushed the industry forward in ways that i'm just saying those games couldn't do but like okay even to this day like i think metal gear is so niche dog like i don't care what nobody say like metal gear is not acceptable to everybody it's not, and that's okay though. I feel like that's, that's okay. care is so abstract, abstract, bro. Like, it don't even make sense. I mean, the controls are by themselves at least, but right. know, the game, you know, the gameplay's got. But I will say the the exclamation mark when you do get <laughs> enemy hears you is iconic. You know, I can hear it just thinking about. It, I can hear it in my head. I really, I really, I, I hate to have to put one more thing on Ray, but I would love to have sound effects in this show because that would be, oh be the perfect God. time to put that in there. Yeah. <laughs> or just every time someone just says Kojima, just that that, that sound effect <laughs> just pops up. That's awesome. That'd be dope as shit. <laughs> uh, maybe Ray will do it for us. I don't know. Maybe not. Um, yeah, I think this is really cool. Uh, obviously, I love Kojima. I love what he's brought. Uh, and you're right. You're right. Uh, I will push back on that a little bit because I think Metal Gear Solid Five, his last outing, his incomplete game, is the most successful, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, um, accessible Metal Gear of all time. Um, just because you just drop in, it's open world, you just kill things, right? Like, it's not necessarily to the T what Metal Gear is. Like, I think something like Metal Gear 2 or Metal Gear 3 really encapsulate, like, what that that franchise is about and, like, what what Kojima is doing as far as, like, breaking the, you know, the third wall or the fourth wall. Right. Um and trying to really connect with the players. And and you were affected by that too. You were affected by that. Cause I remember you beat that game before me and you were like, you're like, yo, you know, you're a snake. Like this whole thing. Like you're the dude. And that, that really got you. And I thought that was cool. Like that, that's what it's about. Like that is what he brings to this game. It's not just the revolutionizing the gameplay as far as like um like your interaction with the world or right. you know, the big story or making it cinematic. It's like that he wants to he wants to connect with you, the player, like in a way that is more than just you playing the game. He wants you to make, you know, have to take out your controller from the thing and put it in the in the second thing or in second. I see that was top flight. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like that that that, that move is golden. Okay. <laughs> it's golden. You can't top that. <laughs> but comparatively, all right. Look, you got Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., Mario Bro. You know what I'm saying? You got what else? What else? Let me, come on, I got Super Mario Bro, Legend of Zelda. You got Super Mario World. You got, you know what I'm saying? Super I mean, he's 64, there. He's a you know what I'm saying? I understand. I understand. Bop, bop, bop. You dig? Some people don't really fuck with Nintendo games, though, so that's a whole other thing. Well, those kind of people thing. are weird. <laughs> those people are weird. But they are of different, n- <laughs> not weird. Speaking of Nintendo and Shigeru Miyamoto, though, the last thing that we'll talk about today, Nintendo World is coming to Universal Studios Hollywood in 2023. Whereas, finally, uh-huh. we won't have to go over the pond to experience... Uh, Mario Land. Are you excited about this? Do you want to go? Should we should we book our tickets now? What you think? I mean, I wouldn't say now. You know, I maybe give it a couple years. Yeah, but you want to go though, right? No, but I would like this. Will, this will yeah. be kind of tight. Yeah, this yeah, will be a nice little cool. family outing. You know, just go in the debt. You know, going to Nintendo <laughs> World, California. You know, probably charge twenty dollars for you know a beverage. 
Oh, yeah, for, for sure. a little plushie or something, you know? So, so you gotta I bring think, the canteen. I think it'll be tight, though. Bring the water bottle with mm. you. Man. And then you get the you get the turkey leg while you're there. You bring your canteen and then you're good to go. They'll probably make it like pour it out before you go even go in and like yeah, you know, pour it out, man. Like, yeah, no, no, good that's try. Probably, that's probably fair. Yeah. But but no, I did, that would that would be dope. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Well, shit, Warriors. I thought that's all I got for you, big dog. That's a pretty good uh, comprehensive show. We covered some pretty intense, serious things at the top of the show, and then we um we brought it back more lighthearted and more towards the game. So uh yeah, man, what you think out here? It's good, man. I liked it. Um, you know, something did occur to me though. Like when I was just thinking about just like the difficulty in like in games, right? You know, people say they got like harder over like the years, but you're just thinking about like Super Nintendo games, right? Like there was no difficulty. It was a set difficulty. And it was hard. It was impossible. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was like you play it and you beat it or you don't. Okay. So technically it's kind of like a souls like game, right? Or maybe it's like a a roguelike game. Mm. Technically, yeah. but not what? technically. What you you I like the I like the train you're taking here. It's in yeah. difficulty. Yeah, you're right. I mean, th- so the, it's weird. The conversation now today is about making Souls games more accessible. Now, I right. think the conversation takes two forms, right? There is a conversation that says make it easy mode, and there's conversation that says make it um, like you, that you can button map, right? Because like people who have uh, certain needs or whatever, you know, they need to be able to make their buttons different because they can't maybe get to this thing or get to that right. thing, right? The Xbox has the great adaptive controller, which is cool, but that's a separate cost. Um, but the idea that you can, you know, uh, get rid of quick time events or get rid of button mash and these things that are harder for people to do that can't do it, right? That's a separate conversation. But I like this idea that, or don't like the idea that um, there's, a, there's, there's a thought that hard games shouldn't exist because you're completely right. right. Whereas all games used to be hard, right? Like all yes. like <laughs> there was uh, no try easy being games. Super Mario Brothers, okay, good or Contra, the game I still still not beat to this day. Right, okay? yeah, that game was hard. Yeah, no, I mean it was a different time. I mean that was you know it's so weird because every game even now is trying to fight for your time, and now that is in. Um, a service sense, right? We talked about Halo being a service game and how that game wants to live in your mind. Destiny 2 right now is probably, especially with the Witch King DLC right out right now, right. is one of the biggest ones in Fortnite as well. Like they want to keep you there. And now games are moving towards that. Even a game like Forza Horizon has seasons, which is uh, upsets me so much. Like I've, I've played these games from the beginning and now I have to be there every season to grind to get the exclusive car and it pisses me off. But it's whatever. Like I understand that that's to keep me there, but if I don't want to be there, I'm not going to be there. Um, but right. back in the day, games were just hard to keep your time. And I think that was cool, right? You had to write down the code on fucking Ninja Gaiden. Like, that was your mm-hmm. save point. Like, you. Grand Theft Auto. All that shit like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's cool. It's 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 interesting. I kind of miss those days in a way just because it was less. Um, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't reading game magazines back then. I don't know if people were fussing about it, but I, I can't imagine people were fussing about it if the games were all that hard. But now, since games no. are easier, there's a lot more fussing about it. Yeah, it's a lot, you know, a lot of, which I mean, you know, I like playing games on easy, but like, I'm not going to force like a game and be like, oh, this game is way too hard. Tone it down. But like, you know, once you see the type of game it is, you know, you just got to, you know, just, just look for patterns. You know what I'm saying? That's, but that's mm-hmm, like with, mm-hmm. just like with Returnal, just like with Hades, you know, just like with, you know, Dead Cells, the boss has a pattern. So I mean, with Destiny, boss got a pattern, just like look for it, you know, and just change the way you play, you know, if you want to. Keep dying and you know go for it, but you know just adapt. You know what I'm saying? And read a guide. It's it's no one's gonna yell at you for reading a guide. There are yeah, plenty the, guides the out there. The internet is more accessible than it's ever been. Yeah, ever. Okay, <laughs> you try looking up. Uh, excuse my French. A game facts. 
on fucking dial up. Okay. And that was the worst. Okay. <laughs> had to set you once you get it. You had to save it, risk infecting your PC to whatever. Or whatever even going and buying the strategy so, guide if you didn't have the or that, internet or whatever. Or that, you know, the, that was the just like extra expense, day. you know, but, um, but yeah, you know, gaming's come a long way. It's, you know, just look up a guide, man, to make your life easier. That's so funny too because, yeah, Mario was super hard back in the day, but now it's like super easy. I mean, as far as like getting through the game, you can play Odyssey. Pretty straightforward. The, the 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 difficulty with Odyssey now is the um the collecting the stars. What was yeah. the stars? What mm-hmm. was it? It was Hats. moons, I think. Moons, moons. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. There's so many moons. I thought I had a lot of moons in that game. I had nothing. No, no, no. no. You, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The thing is like, oh, how many are there? Oh, okay. All right. Then, well, we are moving on to something. I beat it. Moving on to something else. I tried to. I really. I gave it the college try. And I was like, man, I'm I'm I just I'm dumb. I don't know where these moons are. How it mm-hmm. tells me there are multiple, but I've scoured this this world and I don't mm-hmm. see shit. Yep. But that's uh, I think you know games are at least now it's more like replay value, right? They want to mm. keep that game at like top of your mind and keep coming back to it. Yeah. Okay. Well, shout out. I want to play Monster Hunter again because that 2018 game was in my Jesus. life. Uh, rent free. <laughs> 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 we every time I mention Kojima or every time I tell you that we're playing Monster Hunter, that's when the that's when the Kojima noise comes up. The uh, the exclamation point. <laughs> Good God, man. All right, let's get the fuck out of here, Warriors. Anything else you want to add before we roll about this piece or you want to tell to the kids out there? Um, no, man. Just, you know, play play, play what games you want to play and, uh, you know, just treat people the way you would like to be treated. Okay? There you go. I like that. It's, it's, uh, that's a wisdom to, to, to live by. Um, yeah, if you guys want to be a part of the show, hit us up at obliviouspod at gmail.com. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at obliviouspod1 and then on Instagram at obliviouspod. Uh, give us a like. Give us a love. I love. Can you love things? Uh, give us a comment. Tell us you love us. Tell us we're pretty. Tell us we're beautiful. Uh, for Juarez, for Craig, who didn't break today, fingers crossed. Right now, Craig is still going. Um, and uh, yeah, for Jay, uh, I'm here. I'm I'm Jay. Oh, who else did I need to talk about? Uh, Ray for Ray. Shouts out to Ray. I'm Jay. We're oblivious, and we're out. Peace. Yeah.